Well, hello out there in crypto land, all oh, you cryptomaniacs. It's the oldest man in crypto. Kavando, Kavando wants here on Cape Cod. Cold, 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 cold. Four degrees. About an hour and a half ago, I went out and got some, uh, did some shopping for the weekend. And, uh, man, four degrees. I mean, that's what it's really registered, and you get a little wind chill in there, what it feels like and all of that, but fortunately it wasn't blowing too bad, but I'm in for the weekend, and uh, I'm not going anywhere, and snug as a bug in a rug here in, uh, on old Cape Cod. So anyway, uh, we do have uh, like two and a half, three feet of snow left on the ground out of here. Uh, really, uh, it's been insane, been insane. Going to get another light covering uh, tomorrow. So anyway, what's going on in the crypto world? Well, first off, I want you to, uh, let's check uh, the prices, as I like to do every day. And uh, Bitcoin Dark, 401536, 400,001, uh, and, and 536, so uh, not too bad. That's a nice price. Anything below 40 is uh, where I try to buy it. I've been trying to accumulate lately. Uh, Bitcoin itself is 242.39. I haven't seen any updates. I, I thought it was today they were going to auction off the uh, 50,000 of uh, 50, the feds were going to auction off 50,000 Bitcoin from um, that uh, fella, that Ross guy that uh, got caught up in the Silk Road deal and they found him guilty and they uh, took over all of his coins so uh, 50,000 of them they were going to auction today they like to do it that way and uh, just like any other uh, auction of boats, planes, trains, automobiles uh, jewelry that they find uh, property, cars that they find on uh, any lawbreakers, drug dealers, uh, like that guy Koslowski the, from the stock market. He had a uh, $6,000 uh, shower curtain that they uh, talk about conspicuous wealth. But anyway, uh, no news on that yet today. Uh, was some of the news is that the... Um, there was a it was well rumored. I heard some rumblings that we we're going to see the first version of uh, version one of uh, Instantex, Supernet, uh, Supernet activated uh, Instantex. So uh, good trading. Uh, people could start doing some trading on a decentralized network, and. Uh, didn't happen as far as I know so far. I did get, uh, there is a uh, Windows version of the SuperNet client available for anybody who wants to do tester testing. Uh, I tried to download one earlier, a couple months ago, but it was in Linux only. Good luck with that, Cavando. And uh did try it but uh, had no success and then uh, this uh, Lutz mentioned that there is a windows version of it out so i tried it and uh i have trouble that it's not 
as user-friendly as uh, you might uh, like it to be. Close. It has a nice look to it with, uh, it has a um, disappearing uh, header with some selections on it and then tile-like uh, buttons over the uh, front uh, page with all of the coins, uh, I, I, but I'm not quite sure how it worked. I, baffled me turned out that uh, you work it with uh, you can play if you hit the advanced it opens up your next wallet which is your NRS uh, version of the next wallet which I use and uh, I tried that and uh, the, the, the next wallet worked fine but I didn't see any super net features in it so I did the whole thing again and uh, opened up another next account but uh, it had to download the blockchain and it stopped a couple times so I'm in the middle of working through that uh, so I haven't been able to find out uh, let's see what the uh, price of next out on Bit Bitrex uh, for the last uh, trade was four thousand six hundred and forty two you know that's uh, yeah it's a mid-range for uh, next. Not nice price to buy though. Uh, well, actually that's not a mid-range. That's uh, that's a nice spot right there. You know it's been getting up to five thousand and uh, hovering in there. So right there in uh, forty-six forty-two will be good. Now this whole plan to get instant decks into uh, usage right away is a really good idea. Strike while the iron is hot. Uh, you know what they say, another man's folly is another man's uh, opportunity. And uh, with the uh, demise of uh, Bitrex, or I shouldn't, I mean uh, Bitter, uh, and the hack that they had, uh, it's not clear that uh, what is no news on Bitter, no news from them yet on what how they're actually going to proceed. Uh, should uh, you know people are getting pretty concerned and uh, they got a lot of their stuff out there if again do not leave your uh, equities coins anything assets out on any exchanges uh, especially these decentralized exchanges it's uh, this is what happens and uh, they're actually it's a separate entity entirely in separate wallets and they can take off of them. As a matter of fact, I saw some news today when I was looking around, I was clicking around for news, and uh, I saw this thing that had gotten by me that I hadn't heard about. What was the date on that? Uh, I don't see a date on this uh, article, but this is right out of the crypto coin news and um, saying. No date on this? Why don't they date these articles? The um, that there was a MyCoin my Bitcoin scam, the sequel to a uh, Bitcoin nightmare, and uh, I don't know when this, how old this is. If someone out there could help me with, uh, if they remember when this occurred, you know, could this have been last year? I don't see any date. Uh, updated February 29th, 2015. Hmm. 
so February 20th so that is today so this was a Uh, the sequel to a Bitcoin nightmare. That's the name of the article by this guy, uh, John Wuru Mina, M-A-I-N-A. Uh, he's with Bitcoin Business. Oh, no, that's the subjects and topics. So this was on uh, CryptoCoin News about the MyCoin Bitcoin scam. I hadn't heard about this. MyCoin went belly up a week ago disappeared with $387 million U.S., leaving 3,000 clients out in the cold. Largest latest incident could not have come at a worse time for Bitcoin, which has been struggling in the lower 200s against the dollar. Uh, maybe this was before the hack. This was just an out-and-out -out heist. Uh is what they're calling it. However, the latest incident, it, it, it's a Bitcoin exchange in Hong Kong, and uh, there will have to be stronger guarantees for client funds going forward if we're not going to abandon the promise of Bitcoin altogether. Couldn't agree more, and that's what Instadex is about. So it'd be good to get instance Instadex out here, out there, and uh, because now they had a tremendous volume of trades out there on Bitter, mostly the Asian community, and uh, be be a good time to get in there, and uh, because it's decentralized, they'd be more secure. They'd become uh, clients forever, so to speak. Uh, and they're calling it a uh, the classic Ponzi scheme, according to some of the clients. Uh, it appeared that the company, uh, the clients were promised huge returns on investment, as much as uh, ROI of a million Hong Kong for a mining contract worth 400,000 Hong Kong. Oh, one of those mining contract things where they promise you the world and uh, give us this, and we'll bet the miners to work, and uh, you give us the money up front, and we'll give you a million, uh, you give us 400000 we'll give you a million. Clients always promised additional prizes as cars, cash, if uh, they uh, got other people to join. Uh, so it was a chain letter Ponzi uh, in December of 2014, just passed, the company changed its terms of service of uh, prohibiting clients from withdrawing their funds. Hmm. Clients are also promised their money back on a condition that they recruit new clients for the company. Uh, in January 2015, the company announced they had closed for renovations. Oh, so this is like an update on that. Uh, they... So imagine that. Call your broker and he says, Well, we're closed for renovations. <laughs> Man. Uh, oh, he goes into, uh, I have gone over this a couple times on the radio station here about Charles Ponzi because he is from, was in the Boston area and uh, he's the one they named it after. He provided 50% return on their investment in three months and uh, I guess he was using postage stamps. In that time, 
At the time, the interest rate on a bank account was only 5%. Pretty damn good, about five times better than it is today. Uh, making a scheme too good to be true, which it was. In the beginning, he bought a small number of international mail coupons as cover for his ruse and later started using funds from the new investors to pay the promised returns to the initial investors. Ponzi schemes do share many features in common with pyramid schemes. That's a chain letter deal. So that's uh, how that is. And they, oh, there are laws against Ponzi schemes in Hong Kong. Oh, wow, good. <laughs> I would hope so. In 2012, the island, oh, was only till 2012, enacted the Pyramid Schemes Prohibition Ordinance, which gave a much broader definition of a pyramid scheme. And uh, they were looking to close up the loopholes that were inherent in previous laws. Imposed criminal liability is on thank you effects i see you there appreciate it that is my man effects he says i'm his man that's my man at effects he's one of the guys that uh has given me my born again uh flower child uh passion got me back on the track getting to be an activist and stuff uh, with satoshi and trying to make the world a better place uh you know get rid of money that's one of uh effects deals is uh, you know do, do away with uh, money just have these transfer vehicles just uh veracoin guy one of the devs of veracoin helped me out with veracoin uh really got me on a roll and uh, happy with that met a lot had a wonderful uh, getting off the subject here but i had a wonderful conversation this morning with damon out on uh spent more time out there than i should have but uh damon was uh had written some articles uh, about um, uh, it's the Awaken channel that Lucid created out in Slack and uh, some really heady conversations back there, spiritual stuff uh, and how it relates to uh, modern day and uh, what's going on with this and that and uh, making the world a better place and good versus bad and dark versus light and all of that interesting stuff six phases and um and damon had written this article for it's on nexter called the six phases of the decentralized and he's got r slash evolution which means revolution uh, that's how i took it anyway and he goes through the six of them and I had made a comment out on uh, Waken because he's out there that his third one was uh, first a realization, empowerment, and then emergence. Then he goes on to convergence, mass adoption, which includes chaos, and then harmony after that. And uh, so I was thinking it was a... Uh, the uh oh that the, leave me alone effects you're killing me man i just want to have a conversation back when are you coming on again man i think we need to get you on we'll do we got to do a spirituality uh hour a month or something like that uh it's getting off my game love to talk with that guy i interviewed him live here uh this summer uh another thing that uh 
Guy's got uh, a tad of charisma there, you know, really uh, amazing fella to talk with. You know, one of those guys, you just feel good being around the guy, you know, just that good karma, good energy pouring off of that guy. The, um, uh, and uh, empowerment and emergence, and I, I, I read this article and it was, uh, I, I, I was thinking that it doesn't say what he, what phase Damon thought we were in, so I, I thought it looked like emergence to me, so I posted that up there and he, uh, on Slack, and he came up, we had a conversation, and uh, again, like to thank the uh, crypto community, uh, generally speaking, for reinvigorating my uh, faith that uh, we can make a difference and we can fix this place. But we need to uh, continue forward and uh, overcome the people that are in power because they're not giving it up. And uh, went on to, uh, with Damon talking about how in the 60s and 70s, great movement for, great time for activism and uh, all of the stuff that went on there. And I, I related a couple of anecdotes about me personally and what my thoughts were. Uh, as compared to today, you know, I'm not real happy with my generation. You know, our mantra was, we're going to change the world. Uh, one of the memes of the day, although memes didn't exist then, was, uh, hope I die before I get old. You know, nobody wanted to live before they were over, over 30. And um, who, who did a song of that name? And uh, there was the things that were started, such as, well, the uh, big thing was civil rights, the, a lot of, because of the anniversary, 50 years now. And it, there's still a lot of ways to go, but uh, with civil rights, and uh, there's still, I mean, there's still burning churches and uh, discriminating against people because of their skin color. Um, I did see a move today, I appreciate it, in the paper where a, a group of Muslims in, in France are going to uh, peaceably and to show the solidarity with the people of the Jewish faith are going to encircle a church with uh, their congregation. I, I don't know what they call it. It, it, it is a congregation, but members of that particular Muslim group are going to encircle the church, the, the Jewish synagogue, uh, or a place where they meet anyway, uh, in a, an, in a uh, display of symbolic protection that uh, Muslim faith includes the right to uh, uh, believe and practice what you want uh, and that uh, there are that the Muslims generally speaking and in the true sense of the word are uh, will protect uh, people who have different beliefs than them so I thought that uh, that was uh, that's a good news that's good moves but uh, again the things that were going on in the 60s and 70s, uh, women's rights were just coming into the fore. And, of course, uh, the, the, war, the Vietnam War was on and the drafting and just snagging people out of, the, out of their lives and sending them uh, to the other side of the world to, uh, you know, basically for cannon fodder in a lot of places. And 
Oh, geez. And again, again, the disparity of wealth, it hasn't helped at all. It's gotten worse, you know, the distribution of wealth. There are a lot of the alternative lifestyles. And uh, I mean, in those days, uh, you know, there no, wasn't a lot of hugging going on between the guys. Just let me put it that way. You know, they're uh, pretty common to see uh, men give a friendly hug here, you know, bump fist and a little hug. None of that going on back in those days. You know, you, you get a beating for that. But those were uh, different times uh, 50 years ago. Uh, no Internet, of course, and uh, which is a big deal, which was a talk with Damon about. And uh, I've been uh, the last 10 or 15 years, I kind of got depressed and disappointed in my fellow uh, hippies because, you know, we dropped the ball, man. You know, it hasn't gotten a hell of a lot better. So, uh, and uh, I kind of said, well, I've always been, I've been out there on the front lines and especially for environmental things. I was an Earth guy before there was Earth Day and I was close to... Uh, I was seeing things black and white in those days. There's no gray, no in-between. And other things that you forget about those days, there were radical groups like the Weather Underground and the SDS, Students for Democratic Society, that were actively building bombs and blowing up buildings and uh, uh, rioting on campus and fermenting revolt. Uh, I mean, basically, the civil rights movement uh, finally got some impetus when uh, black uh, communities started burning the cities down. You know, they set Watts, Detroit, Boston, Atlanta on fire, and uh, that's what uh, got the uh, the civil rights, you know, built a fire in the civil rights movement. That's a bad thing to say. But anyway, uh, you know, you hear that it, it did not go poop peacefully. You know, it wasn't a peaceful thing. It's like Mao says, you know, political power comes from the barrel of a gun. How do you make how How do you get these people to change? And they just won't give it up. They just won't give it up. And, you know, the morass that the, con uh, the United States Congress is in with the gridlock. And, but, and back in the 60s, we were going to change all of that. Well, it's our time now. You know, 40 years later, my generation, those people, are, my, my folks, my generation is in positions of change and power, in position of power to make the changes now, and it's still bad. So... What can we do? Well, we got to restart it all, and part of it is redistribution of wealth that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto's blockchain is a game changer, as far as I can see, and the people associated with it that I've run into have, I said again, just reinvigorated me with their thought process, their work ethic, and uh, their sense of one thing, especially what James has done for me, is he's made me see the value of anonymity uh, more. Uh, I was always a stand up and be counted, you know, no shrinking violet, Cavando, and uh, in your face. But now, hey, if 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 you, they'll, they'll throw you in the can, they'll come and take all of your stuff and, and throw away the key. 
That that what a laugh! That goddamn John Kerry he irritates the hell out of me. He's from Massachusetts. I think I couldn't think less of anyone in the world. He represents the United States. He, he's the Secretary of the State. He says that Snowden should come back from Russia, turn himself in, talk to his superiors. He did that, John. You know, he did all of that, and they didn't listen to him. And it finally got to the point where he decided to get the stuff and let it go anyway. I'm, th I'm thinking more highly of that guy all the time, that Snowden guy. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't know about PRISM. You know, this massive, uh, intrusive software that the United States uh, government uh, used to record every conversation, every email, every single one. Not, it didn't actually look at them all, but made these huge banks of stored data where they could go back and look at them if they wanted for everybody. And, of course, they had to get the, the cooperation of Google and ATT and Sprint and all of that to strong-arm those people into it. So, I mean, really, it's like 1984. It's worse than ever. So, and, 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 and we were going to stop that. My generation stopped that. And Damon was saying, well, why, why did they do it? Why did they drop, why'd you drop the ball? How come they didn't affect the change? Why'd they get away from that mission? I said, you know, they just wanted to, all of a sudden they decided they wanted nice things. You know, they wanted a picket fence and a big car and a fancy uh, house with, uh, take big vacations and wear Rolex washes, a lot of drugs involved, you know, in the 70s, a huge cocaine uh, period of cocaine use, uh, you know, Studio 54 in New York, and I mean, there were times of great madness uh, back then, and uh, music, rock and roll, don't be playing any rock and roll. I mean, you wouldn't believe the negative uh, vibes and disdain and malice that were directed at people who had long hair and uh, who wanted to play music. And uh, it was just incredible. And then what they, they found out they could make money on it. And they started ripping off the artists. Thanks goodness. That one, that's one of the reasons why... Uh, Paul McCartney, particularly the Rolling Stones, people think it was the Beatles with Apple that started uh, that whole trend of being your own record producer, but it's actually uh, the Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger has a degree in economics. He's a pretty smart dude. Uh, an ugly guy, you know. I never quite saw uh, what people uh, saw in Mick Jagger, but it, it, those are the girls. That was one of the sure things. If you wanted to get lucky, just uh, go on down and hang around in the general area after the Rolling Stones concert get out. And uh, it was a sure thing, let me tell you. So uh, the ladies loved the Rolling Stones and Mick Jagger in particular, and I do not understand that. I'm a big Keith Richards fan. I got a quote from uh, Keith Richards one time, I was listening to uh, a quote, uh, uh, you know, an interview, I believe it was, was on public radio here in the States, they were interviewing Keith Richards, and the guy asked him, he said, um, Spence said, uh, Keith, that uh, you, you'll try anything twice, and that was one of Cavando's rules too, because, you know, things might not have been right. 
that first time around. You want to give everything two shots anyway, uh, just to be sure. And uh, is there any, so this guy, uh, this journalist asked me, is there anything you wouldn't try again that you had tried uh, that went against that tenant of yours? And he said, oh, yeah. He, he says, what's that? He says, elephant tranquilizers. <laughs> Elephant tranquilizers. Keith, my man, take it easy, man. Play some guitar. Don't be shooting them elephant tranquilizers. He wouldn't do those again. They were a little too much for him or anyone else. Oh, by the way, don't forget, tonight we're going to have a special. Uh, uh, let me check my, uh, as I said, uh, yesterday's show, uh, Wednesday's show, uh, I lit up my... Uh, Zeus Miner uh, product uh, called the Blizzard. It's a 1.2 megahertz uh, miner, and uh, Altnuts, who runs the, uh, it's uh, on the Altnuts site, altnuts.com. It's uh, advertising, uh, one, our first advertising customer, as a matter of fact, uh, bought a spot on the, on the Supernet Radio Network. But he runs a supernet uh, multi-pool. Elite Mob is the fellow that runs it. And uh, he's going to be on tonight at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock out on the West Coast. And uh, he's going to answer questions about mining and multi-pools, uh, what all of these things are. Uh, it was interesting. I mean, I, I've done some mining. That's how I got involved in uh crypto with I uh, started doing some mining I was treating it like a video game and then you know I bumped into effects the cause and loots and some uh, other guys uh, and just got like I said uh, re uh, refilled my desire here at a late date born again born again crypto guy Cavando going to make the world change, going to make the change, Give it, put another run at it, and I'm not, I'm not quitting this time, I'm going all the way to the grave, man, so anyway, uh, and that's why I got this radio station going, and, and we're still going, uh, and uh, it, it's looking pretty good, especially with the fact I'm hooked up with Supernet, so anyway, tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, Elite Mob is going to be on and explain uh, all these things about mining pools. Most of you people do know that. If you don't, you know, come aboard. And uh, right now, I have not received any payouts. I, I do know that uh, the payouts, uh, when you start these multi-pools, are, are not very big first. This pool is supposed to pay out once a day. I started yesterday, so I'm due for a payout. But I'll be getting all the skinny on that from Elite Mob tonight. Uh, so tune in. That ought to be some fun. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, oh, and I, 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 I didn't finish up on, uh, on that uh, Bitcoin stuff that was going on. That scam from uh, my Bitcoin. And uh, nice to know uh, that... They're going to try to, uh, they're, they're starting, they're looking to start up a bit hunt, <laughs> shift to a global manhunt, uh, 
and uh, doing research for the articles, several countries emerged as Bitcoin friendly and any and all of them could provide the haven for the stolen funds. But, you know, that's that's another thing is how do you get rid of them? Uh, how do you how do you turn the coins into uh, back into cash that you can spend and uh, without leaving a trail because if you do, they will show up on the blockchain. There is some trackability there. Uh, that's why a lot of these uh, th these hackers sell. They'll hack in and then they'll take a reward. I mean, the one at uh, in lieu of uh, keeping all the coins that they stole, you know, they'll settle for amount. Uh, there is a reward offered by bidder of 720 Bitcoin, and of course they had. Uh, 7,200 and some uh, stolen, so at uh, 10%. Uh, no, again, not no no more word, uh, any info out of bidder yet on what they're going to do, and people are starting to fret about that. Uh, some of the uh, Bitcoin-friendly locations they're saying here, and this is off of CoinMap.org, are uh, Italy, the U.S., U.K., Finland, Netherlands, Singapore, Canada, Slovenia, Isle of Wight, which although is a crown dependency of the UK, is nonetheless included due to its Bitcoin-friendly policies. And uh, of the 10 countries above, three do not have extradition treaties with Hong Kong. That's Italy, Finland, and Slovenia. You figure that would be the places for them to go. And, you know, that list I just went over is not exhaustive, uh, many more, including uh, China. However, this does point how difficult a task it will to bring the perpetrators of this crime to justice. And they go on about the legal challenges. Um, a remedy offered by Hong Kong law would be to place my coin into provisional liquidation. Investors would present a winding up petition against MyCoin. If successful, a provisional liquidator will be appointed to process to begin the process of recovering MyCoin's asset wherever they could be found. And another route would be for the register companies in Hong Kong to apply to wind up the company. And then it goes on about some attempts at regulation. Uh, and there have been some blanket bans of Bitcoin, as you well know. Uh, Bangladesh is one of them. Uh, Security Exchange Commission here in the U.S. is uh, trying to look at uh, determining whether uh, investment scheme may be a Ponzi. This is according to the SEC. Well, there's no doubt in uh, your mind. Be on the lookout. Uh, I've gotten out of that habit. If you were, if you're trading on the next asset exchange, in the next wallet, and I'm not sure how it's going to work. We're going to find out real soon on Instadex if you can create assets there, or it's just assets that are in existence. And any coin supposed to be able to trade any coin for any coin, assets for coins, on this Instadex. We're going to find out very shortly as it uh, gets uh, close to release maybe over the weekend uh, so we'll see uh, if and when that does come out but 
the uh, thing to remember is you can have the same name of an asset out on you could I could name uh, uh, you know Cavando's cupcakes and uh, issue that and start selling uh, shares in that asset and someone else could uh, create an asset called Commando's Cupcakes, or anybody, m multiple people could start Commando's Cupcakes and start selling shares, and the, the you'd have to be able to pick out which was the real one by going to the official website that I did that gave the uh, the wallet address and the official asset ID. That's what you need to go by when you're de dealing with a. Uh, Next, in the next assets, make sure you check that asset ID and get you the right one so you're getting the right product and not something by some asshole that's ruining the whole everything for everybody by doing that. It's human nature. There's people out there and that's just what they are. You know, they're, they're balling up the works with uh, self-interest and greed. So, uh, just... Uh, no wonder, there's no way of explaining why or how or uh, whatever. It's just a reality. So we're, that's what Satoshi Nakamoto's uh, bit, uh, bit uh, blockchain theory is all about. It makes it a trustless thing. It's mathematics. Can't be compromised. It will take some people to screw it up. So that's how it's always worked out with these scams. This, this my coin will turn out to be uh, some inside job. Uh, with people and probably the same thing with bitter some guy they pissed off that uh, You know, they didn't give his Christmas bonus to or I don't know the Chinese New Year didn't get his New Year's bonus or Wanted to have a big Chinese New Year and uh, so grabbed all that coin last uh, weekend and uh, So he could have a big party because it is Chinese New Year this weekend and that is quite a party went to one myself one time when I uh, timed my R&R, uh, &R, when I was in Vietnam, I thought I was being slick and uh, timed my R&R with the Tet holiday, which is the Vietnam version that coincides with the Chinese New Year. And I got the hell out of that country uh, for the Tet because they always had, they had the big Tet offensive a couple years earlier. Kavando wanted to be far away from there, and uh, so I went. To, I spent. My, I went to Hong Kong on my R and R. Had a had a a time that uh, I tell you it was great, but I don't remember a lot of it. You know, uh, drinking some uh, loots would appreciate that. I was on a Johnny Walker Black in those days. Bought a couple bottles of that, and uh, it's quite the experience, though. Enjoyed it. Doing some shopping at the China Fleet Club, and. Uh, that was quite a quite a uh, quite an adventure. Yes, it was. So anyway, uh, there's that going on. Uh, I got something else. So the, all those things were about finance and things, and uh, that uh, what's going on with the ripoff from uh, my coin. There's been all too many of those. It doesn't do very good. Now I got some other news. I want. I I, I also bumped into uh, hit closer to home here in the states. That I think is positive, but you'll make up your own mind about that stuff. But before that, let me get the uh, let me get a song up. And uh, as uh, China is, um, Kwando said earlier, 
I was uh, always have been uh, big on uh, environmental concerns. I was, uh, like I said, before it was Earth Day, I was green and concerned about the environment in the earth. And this is a song by written by Melissa Esfridge for the film that, uh, what's his name? Showing a little flash, uh, what the heck was that guy's name? Ran for president, uh, just got nosed out, you know, in the Clinton area. And then he did an Inconvenient Truth, uh, made a film about how the, it's, it's, it's close to, uh, it's time that we did this. It was, we're not going to, the world is doomed. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he's wrong. You know, the uh, Cavando's been environmentalists um, since uh, way back when. I got a degree in environmental studies in uh, 1973. So, um, you know, the planet's ruined, man. Uh, it's uh, time we need to get off of this planet. You know, like I was thinking about starting some Cavando condos. You know, make them in outer space. Uh, just construct these. Uh, you, know, you could have a southern view of the southern hemisphere uh, as the world spins around underneath you be cool because this place is really screwed as far as just might crack open at any second when you start thinking about the world and how many billions of uh, cubic feet of natural gas and oil billions of barrels of oil that have been pumped the lifeblood of the world of the earth just pumped out and it's you see all these sinkholes and more earthquakes and stuff we you know we've destabilized the globe but no one else will uh, tell you that you know I, I i i saw someone a couple months ago four or five months ago someone else was finally coming up with that that commando's been telling people that for years and that's why uh Cavando doesn't have a lot of friends <laughs> They don't want to hear it. I tell them that you get the full go from Commando, the good and the bad. You get it all. That's the only way to enjoy life, and uh, Commando spends his time in the now. That's the best place to be. So here you go, uh, Melissa Esfridge, and uh, what was that guy's name again? Jeez, oh, I'm missing that. Uh, from An Inconvenient Truth, it's time to wake up. Have I been sleeping? I've been so still, afraid of crumbling. Have I been careless, dismissing all the distant rumblings? Take me where I am supposed to be to comprehend the things that I can't see cause I need to move As a child, I danced like it was 19. 
Etheridge, uh, Echo and Cavando's very thoughts, and I uh, remember telling folks, I say, what are you doing, man? You know, you're joining up, and uh, a lot of it was, you know, you, you want to raise a family, you got to have the goods to do it, and uh, that's where people went, and I, I got off the subject there, because one of the things that I like about James is he's the Bitcoin is uh, this whole blockchain theory and supernet and everything. He's moving it forward and using it and uh, for all the right reasons in the distribution of wealth. But at the same time, he's it's he's creating this thing that's self-sustaining. You know, it's mo monetarily, economically self-sustaining because they're interrelated. Because the realities are that we've got to have some way to trade stuff back and forth amongst each other to live. I mean, you got to have gas to put in your car. You got to have, you know, propane and uh, that, that form of gas to eat your house. Uh, you need food. Uh, you need health care. And uh, all of these uh, seems just that uh, Maslow's needs need to be taken care of first. We ought to start from the beginning all over again, but let's not get into that conversation. Commando's been rapping all along, all this stuff. Love to, but uh, man, I'm almost past my hour, and I got a lot of stuff I wanted to cover. The other thing I wanted to mention is I bumped into this thing about uh, up in Vermont that uh, they uh, there, there was a Bitcoin 
uh, ATM in Vermont and the state shut them down and said, take it out of here. And everybody says, oh, they're against it and all this other stuff that Vermont is against Bitcoin. And Vermont is, you know, very libertine. I mean, they got open carry up there. You can carry a pistol around on your, out right on your belt, walking around up there. Very forward thinking. Uh, they got some uh, them New Englanders, Ben. They're, they're a tough bunch. The uh, but anyway, and uh, Vermont uh, is out there, and this commissioner uh, of the Department of Financial Regulation. Uh, is uh, wants to set the rake record straight about that, and uh, that although several states have introduced measures that would al it, it allows Bitcoin to be accepted as payment, uh, Ver uh, Vermont got into the spotlight this week because of uh, the decision to abruptly shut down the state's only Bitcoin ATM, and the New York-based operator of it, the PYC. Uh, have tried to paint the state as out of touch with innovation. And uh, that's when the Susan Donegan, the commissioner of the Department of Financial Regulation in DeMont, described digital currencies as not a new issue for the small New England state, which she contends has met with a handful of such businesses in recent years that have received licenses or have pending licenses uh, to operate. And that uh, Donegan told Coindesk, now this is a, this is by Pete Rizzo on the 19th of February on from Coindesk, a uh, direct quote from uh, this Donegan woman, Susan Donegan, we're open and having these conversations of going through that process is either too daunting or doesn't fit into someone's philosophy. They should rethink being in this business. This is money. We don't allow folks to go without some sort of oversight. Now, that's the Finance Commission. That's uh, up in Vermont. And perhaps uh, most notably, Donegan suggested that unlike regulators in New York and California, Vermont already has existing laws under which digital currency businesses can be regulated. And Donegan pointed to Title Eight, Chapter 79 of the Vermont Statutes dealing with money services and particularly, she emphasized a passage that covers, quote, monetary value evidenced by digital record, unquote. A definition the state of Vermont strongly believes captures Bitcoin services. So uh, she goes on that I believe that Bitcoin fits within the definition of stored value. Bitcoin is a medium of exchange, but it's evidenced by electronic record. Without that electronic record, there's no tangible record, so it does, does not exist. So it does exist on that record, Donegan said. Donegan added, saying, we're pretty clearly within the statute of a uh, money transmitter because of that. And she goes on to say that um, this has been, th that statute was written long ago. Uh, and so they were forward thinking to see that there was going to be some kind of digital, uh, digital medium of exchange. Uh, then she says that the concern is that a different company, I think the company was named Coinbase, that they were not licensed or should be licensed. I know that Coinbase is licensed in quite a few states. 
It's not something I think a serious company is going to put up a fuss. They know the rules. Donegan says Vermont isn't the only state's taken on, the, on an approach that emphasizes face-to-face -face interaction. She described the licensing process as one where digital currency businesses sit down with the state to discuss their business plan. Well, something's going to have to happen. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that, that, that's right where there's, there's the rub right there between there's the state of Vermont and the Bitcoin business rubbing up against each other. We'll see what comes about that, but that, that, I thought that was interesting um, as well. Now, the other thing that I wanted to uh, get to, I saw some interesting stuff that James had posted out on, uh, let's see if I can find that stuff, the, uh, the, uh, that uh, James stated that uh, this is out, he made a lengthy post out on uh, Slack the other day that um, Instadex, he had the Instadex make offer sequence done last July, so he just has to port in into the current code base, make an improvement to eliminate an obscure security hole, but we can put it into testing without that part done. So he's working towards a no-frills order matching that he calls fill or kill without much error handling so we can test the full cycle with the GUI. Then he's fixing bugs. He's going to bulletproof things, add some uh, niceties, like the ability to query current order books remotely, create some monetization possibilities for M matrix nodes. I have no idea what that means. And it uh, looks like he should be able to get the instant dex core pretty much done in the next day or two. So there'll be time to start making some automated market makers and other support things. GUI team says they're on track. So if all goes well, we'll be able to test a decentralized exchange that looks and feels like a centralized one. James goes on, I know some of you are not 100% comfortable with MGW. That's a multi-gateways distributed setup, especially with recent events. After I get the basic Instantex up and running and into testing, I will make some trade bots that will do the deposit trade withdraw that we all recommend people do, but sometimes are forgetting to do. Well, this will be automated, so your funds will be in multi-gateway just for the duration of the trade. So what Kavando had mentioned earlier about not leaving your coins out there, uh, if you're if you're in an account with Instadex, it's all going to happen automatically. James is going to make up bots where the uh, coin, you, you, your uh, entities will be traded. You load them in to be traded. Be all automated. The trades will occur, and they'll get sent back off of the marketplace and back to uh, your wallet. So there will be, I guess. Now again, we're going to find out all about this when it comes out, and I'm sure that with all the heavy heads that are involved in this and people not shy about uh, telling, uh, giving their own opinions, that's one good thing about anonymity. People aren't afraid of speaking up. But uh, sometimes I'd like to have people uh, stay and uh, be responsible for their actions. People have to, 
uh, deal with the consequences of their actions. You know, otherwise you're just running off at the mouth. So, uh, so it looks like there will be some exposure sometime at minimal exposure at some point while you're trying to make a trade, but isn't that so even, I, I don't how how you can get rid of that. I don't know. But anyway, very interesting uh, uh, concepts right there. Uh, you know, that whole idea of automa that automated moving in and out of wallets and out to the markets and having the transactions, uh, uh, the uh, actual trades take place and then automatically sending them back. That was new to me. And uh, MGW, that's again the multi-gateway, uh, will do this at its cost to cover transaction fees and the servers. I don't want there to be reasons for people to not do the deposit trade withdrawal over fees. So uh, he isn't going to hold people up to uh, use these uh, bots to take advantage of that. Just uh, enough to uh, pay for the uh, transaction fees and the servers. And uh, I don't want to be the reasons for people not to do it. Safety first. Uh, James Celso says he has additional methods to boost security, which will become a necessity when Incidex is reaching 100 trades per minute, as that will pretty much fill up all the next blocks. Also wants to make sure key trading pairs are liquid, have low spreads, that's another reason why one of James' requirements for core coin is that he wants to have 10% of the coins. I imagine he could uh, use that uh, for uh, a reservoir for liquidity. Uh, we need a safe place to trade crypto that isn't charging big fees. Instant Dex will be this. At first, not so many trading pairs will be supported, but it's structured in a way that adding new ones is pretty easy. The next asset exchange very nice, but only trades against next. It costs a transaction fee for each bid and ask, and even for canceling them. And of course, there is occasional long time between blocks, usually just as you really want to do a trade. Isn't that so? Hmm. See, James is a trader himself. Instadex solves all of these. There won't be any fees for bids and asks, and trading can't be against next or any asset. During the beta test, there won't even be any trading fees other than the transaction fees. And even when we activate the fees, it will be 1 1,024th of the trade. That's a key number, that 1,024. Everybody knows that one, right? The binaries. That's one meg right there. That's what I'm talking about, 1,024. It's not 1,000 even, it's uh, 1,024. Uh, James' final statement in that uh, little uh, posting was, my goal is to make InstaDex the lowest cost trading form that is also the safest. Hurrah for James! Many husses in order for James on that score. And with that, it comes up on 5 o'clock. Ivano didn't get his two songs in today, although that was a significant one, uh, that environmental... Jeez, uh, hold it. You know what I'm going to do? I, I mean, I got the Internet right here. Let me see. 
uh, I'll just do, I'll just Google an inconvenient truth, which was the name of the uh, film on uh, that M Melissa Eschers wrote that, uh, and um, oh, Al Gore, yeah, Al Gore. Yeah, he tried it after he realized his political his days in politics were over. He uh, he he did a, a book uh, this uh, film, uh, an inconvenient truth. Uh, there is I remember watching it. It is pretty good. It uh, it's the truth about global warming, and uh, but Al said you know there's still time, and the facts are that there are no time. Part of the, this huge weather, this this weather that we're having now, it's all part of the global warming. Is yeah, but it's cold. Well, it's the weather patterns that have been completely disrupted. As you'll notice over the last three or four years, the storms have been getting larger and larger and larger. Uh, last summer, uh, there was a huge typhoon that was about three quarters covered the, the, the Pacific Ocean. And that's a lot of territory, uh, about three quarters of it. Well, this year, there was one that covered the entire Pacific Ocean. That's a big storm. This storm that's going on now is a huge storm. Uh, and again, it's so warm down below on the southern hemisphere where it's summer now. And now the cold air is coming across and erosion down on that because of the disparity in temperatures. It's all... Uh, it's too late. It's a trap, as they said in Star Wars. So uh, it won't be a trap tonight when Commando's on at uh, 9 o'clock live with uh, Elite Mob doing the thing about, um, about multi-pools and any questions on mining. Tune in live. You can always get the replay on the archives, SoundCloud. Uh We'll be, uh, you know, we're always out there on SoundCloud if you want to hear any of these interviews or shows that we've done. Uh, we've got a plan, a show plan. Lutz is planning a show this weekend in uh, he, Lutz and uh, Colin 012. Old Colin Brady is going to do, uh, they're going to do a show together, uh, or at least they plan to this weekend, having to do with securing uh, your home computer, which is more for... Uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I thought I, I was a computer guy, and when I first uh, got hooked up with Lutz and we started working on it, Lutz actually saved the radio station uh, that was the people that I had enlisted to help me were not doing me uh, right. And uh, Lutz came in and saved the day, the Calvary, the Lutzian Calvary riding off of Staten Island into the hearts and minds of Massachusetts and Cape Cod. Saved uh, Veracoin Radio, VRC Radio, and then we ended up with Super Supernet Radio. But anyway, that's another whole story. But uh, one of the first or second time that Lutz and I team viewed in, he got on my computer and he was doing all, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that, because he's, uh, he's a network guy by trade, works for a Fortune 30 company. He was closing ports and moving out. You got to do this and getting uh, different software programmers and uh, key loggers. And he said, man, you don't even know how vulnerable you are. And I thought I was good. You know, I had virus things and malware and uh, anti-malware 
stuff and uh but Lutz did me good right there and uh i got all kinds of stuff uh helped me out in a lot of ways uh besides uh getting me back on the track to uh make a difference in this world and we'll try to do it peacefully and uh hopefully i, I it can be done it can be done peacefully take a little longer and uh, you got to be committed and uh, concentrate on staying in the now in what is really happening and these free thinkers that uh, are behind the uh, that working on this in this crypto uh, this crypto universe have uh, really uh, got it going uh, love them all and uh, Kovando here and in the week, don't forget, it's the weekend. Be on the lookout. I keep telling you things happen on the weekend. Last weekend, you know, big ripoff on Bitter. So uh, keep your head on a swivel and your uh, password secure. Peace out.